0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 175, Episode 3 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Mr. Potato Head, a.k.a. Strawberry Sports Take, a.k.a. Zeitbrite, a.k.a. Easy Take Oven, (laughs) a.k.a. He-Man and the Podcasters of the Universe aka do master uh, <laughs> the view master is still out here oh, uh, yeah yeah like cycle. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, exactly <laughs> it is a reference to uh, <laughs> again yes always the, the number one podcast for uh, references to the Kremaster cycle uh, I uh, yeah that's it oh that is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi man I'm oh. already lost I'm, we're in the aka the part that we do every single episode, and I'm already lost. Uh, the, those uh, 80s toy-inspired AKs, of course, courtesy of the one, the only, Christy Yamaguchi, man. Uh, and I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Living in America! Try not to die! Just want
1: Vaccinations! living in america check to check in most situations i said living in america Wow, racist motherfucking nation okay uh, and you know what that's christy yamaguchi main as well uh, wow House House ice. the cycle yeah the cremaster
0: cycle even who knows <laughs> <The> <laughs> crevices, what going Guys, it. it's going to come up at least another dozen times uh, Get your big go cards
1: ready um, And then you will realize Eric Wareheim Not that great of a music video director Is he ripping <laughs> off Matt Barney? I don't know
0: Hey, you said it, not me um, That song, by the way, brings me back to uh, My days watching Rocky Four on VHS Right,
1: on the soundtrack, right?
0: Uh, it is on the soundtrack. It actually is the song uh, that Apollo enters uh, his uh, match against Ivan Drago to. Uh James Brown performs it live and there are uh, dancers there. And at one point uh, you can like see one of the dancers, butts and I, I used to pause that because I was a horny <laughs> like six year old. Whoa, it's a butt. Um, In an 80s movie,
1: no way.
0: That's that's where I was at before. <laughs> before like my favorite character gets murdered, I'm still like, whoa, a butt. <laughs> uh, spoilers for Rocky Four, uh, if anybody's not familiar. Uh, but we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the brilliant and talented Raphael Shimano. Welcome. Hello. Hello. What's up? I man?
2: did not bring my own theme music, like Miles. That's, no,
1: that's fine, that's you hard. know, but we'll just, t- we'll take those dulcet but tones, I would like, I mentioned. would like one though.
0: Yeah. But you're bringing the atmosphere with the, with the bar that you're <laughs> recording from. Uh Yeah.
1: So far the best zoom background I've seen in that, like you've matched the lighting in your camera with the lighting of the photograph. So it does for a second, I honestly thought you were like the mayor of a bar who just gets to use it as an office
0: now. Which is appropriate for the zeitgeist, because everybody is feeling, you know, it, it seems like everybody's, like, ready to get back out there and uh, breathe in each other's faces.
1: I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how they are. But the photos seem to indicate a very uh, extreme uh, energy for that.
0: Yeah. Um, Where are you at right now, Raf?
2: I'm in the kitchen. Ah, in AKA the, kitchen. the bar, which I use on on meetings to, like, tone things down. Like... People, yeah. people automatically tone down when they see a bar. They don't take <laughs> what they're saying as seriously as they normally would. Shots, shots, shots.
1: Are um, you West Coast, East Coast?
2: I'm in Queens, in New York.
1: Okay, yeah. We've got just a few days in a row now getting yeah, yeah. love from the East Coast.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and you you are telling us another secret that you have for Zoom meeting backgrounds the, the Bob Ross.
2: Oh, yeah. I did a video of Bob Ross painting uh, so that. People can keep track of how excessively long the meeting is by the time he, he finishes an entire painting. <laughs> so, uh, that,
0: that's been an entire landscape right there. Honestly, and you're still talking. An,
1: this could have been a meeting, and it's also apparently enough time for Bob Ross to paint a masterpiece.
0: Right. Uh, all right. Uh, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, we are gonna talk about the January Sixers, uh, those other Sixers, uh, not from Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, I'm sure some of them are. Uh, you know, there's they, gonna
1: be like a shitty jersey, like throwback jersey, in oh, about yeah. 15 years, of course. And I just thought of it.
0: Anyways, they continue to uh impress us with their entitlement and arrogance and just for being so revved up about wanting to uh fight for their version of this country they they seem to be new here cuz they <laughs> they they're expecting uh some some treatment uh in prison that is not typically given in these at United ever States. at all that we've ever ever, heard ever. Of. <laughs> uh we're going to talk about the DSA doing work in Nevada We are going to talk about Piers Morgan storming off uh, the set of one of his shows and then storming off the uh, permanently. (laughs) Yeah. But storming permanently off the staff at that show. Uh, We'll talk about that royal response that Breitbart is treating like, oh, shit, they clapped back. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. Starting to starting to
1: see the sides now, aren't we, with this whole yep. thing? The Interesting. Parallels.
0: Interesting. Uh studios are starting to move some release dates forward. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh the front runner for the next James Bond, or the guy who just took over as the front runner on betting markets, which is a thing. Uh we'll talk about Biden's bad dog who bit somebody. Uh, and that's being treated like a news story. Uh all of that, plenty more. But first, Raphael, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are?
2: Uh, the last thing I searched was a hourly salary calculator, where you could hourly take an income salary. of a year and break it down to an hourly <laughs> rate nice. so you could see where you are. And I did that because um, Andrew Yang is running in our city, and he's right. he's calling it uh, a he didn't say universal, but he's calling it a basic income, what he wants to give, and it comes down to ninety-six cents an hour. That's really like the dream that he's offering.
1: Oh. Yeah, that's not a, that's not much of a anything.
2: Yeah, it's a little over a metro card. Like it's a little over <laughs> oh. what you need to buy a metro card.
1: I mean, but hey, you know, like when when you're balling like that, it's hard to know what poor people need, as we can (laughs) tell from all of the people with wealth trying to solve income inequality and wealth (laughs) inequality. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think 96 cents an hour if you're doing nothing. That's pretty baller for a poor person.
0: Yeah. And that's especially uh, problematic when you realize that they're going to try and use that to replace uh, all sorts of social programs that actually people use and need. Dude, yeah, he's wealth. he's actually just the wealth distribution, man. You know what I mean?
2: He's actually on these libertarian, like almost alt-right, but libertarian, um, YouTubes nodding his head when they actually say that this is a great way to get rid of social services. So, in a way, it's a trap, and mm. and he doesn't say it, but you could see him nodding his Not head. It. And I've I've right. questioned him directly about it, and he he refused to re- to respond, saying that he just has to convince all the people like that he's like playing them, but I feel like he's playing me. Right. Mm, yeah.
1: He I mean, a, it's hard to, hard to say like you give a fuck when you're like not with $15 minimum wage either. Right. Like, I don't know how you, how you can say you occupy these positions too, but you're like, Oh, but, but hell no to $15 an hour. <laughs> let's, let's be real here. It's like, well, I'm, 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 I'm the only thing that seems to be consistent is that you want less for these people.
2: Mm. And it makes sense who his campaign leadership is. They're actually venture capitalists from like the Bloomberg school, like literally the people who um, just won a victory against the app drivers in California mm. um, and are bragging about how they're, you know, they don't have to treat those drivers as workers. Um,
0: right. Yeah. That really bones me out. Like uh, that. I was talking about that mayor from Stockton, California, Michael Tubbs, who's like super talented and was like, uh, messing with the universal basic income like experiment, and there's been recent data about you know how that really worked and was helpful. Uh, but he was Team Bloomberg in the primaries. And it's just like, yo, what? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh, and this an yeah. experiment. That was. Um,
1: that's what I'm saying. It was just an experiment. I didn't say I it. <laughs> I was, I was fucking around and see what happened if you gave $500 to people. It worked, I guess, and that kind of blew up in my face because I was hoping it wouldn't. But also, I like, Bloomberg all day.
0: Yeah, I feel like go like he also went to Stanford. Like, and uh, I just feel like having those sorts of friends, being from that venture capital world, is like I don't know. It, it should be somewhat disqualifying because it's going to affect how seriously you're able to uh, implement like the ideals that you claim right be for,
1: and like fundraising for your startup is like it's like a say it's a sales job it's not right. like uh what's the best outcome for everyone that will ensure the like health of my company and its employees thing it's like nah man like i gotta fucking i gotta hustle and get some of this vc money that mentality is you can't bring that into public service like right. that's a completely different game so to think that they're you know parallel or congruent i think is just really a misstep
0: speaking of Andrew Yang like has there been a satisfactory explanation for that uh, bodega video the quote bodega in quotes uh, but that's not the main issue the main issue is that he doesn't seem to know how like what a banana is or how a banana like comes in bunches he like picks he he picks up a bunch of bananas and thinks just that like he's so confused by the fact that it's connected to other bananas and yes it's it just suggests a level of like being from a different a parallel universe that uh i i i have not been able like i've watched it multiple times and i've yet to be able to kind of make sense of like how how that was confusing unless he was just like you know so focused on being on camera that it was just he 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 He's- got
2: he would be our first AI mayor. If you <laughs> know. Like he, he, he immediately responded to the criticism. There was like one tweet that said, "Like a real bodega is where your shoulders touch both ends of the the, the aisle, yes. the, the, the yeah. shelves." And his next image was in another bodega where he literally his shoulders touched the next things. Wow! Like,
0: I adopt. You know? <laughs> I have I have addressed your concern, and uh, yeah,
1: I have wow. optimized bodega <laughs> software. Mm. The UI uh, experience has been. <laughs> optimized for bodega interactions oh uh, yes bodega cat i will now look lovingly at it yeah, i love Ed, bodega cats and
2: we've all learned what ai does what it's created within a, a racist structure oh like, yeah letting it on its own just makes racist ai right and i'm not saying he's he's racist or anything but yeah, the AI way AI is works, dangerous. Though, An AI mayor it, is dangerous.
1: Yeah, if you put racist ingredients in the AI, it's going to come up with something racist. <laughs> the AI doesn't figure out how to be
0: like, I don't need that part. Right. Uh, what is something you think is overrated?
2: Oh, definitely pie. Pie is completely overrated. and it's, it's
0: Cake all could
2: I could go deep into this one.
1: Yeah, you cake lie, gang? We, or we you, hear
2: this all the time. I so, like you. Pie is a lie. Uh, it looks oh, pretty I it like smells this. wonderful right right but the moment you actually use it it crumbles into a, into a mess <laughs> and my question to all the pie lovers is simply this if i handed you that mess would you eat it like after it's no longer a you know like a triangle like you wouldn't uh, eat that slop that's someone because that's what it immediately becomes the moment you hmm. use it it's it's like getting a cadillac and the moment you get out of a, a showroom, the, the, literally the moment, it just becomes a pile of Cadillac parts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the
2: worst thing. Pie is the worst. The only good right. pie, yeah. The only good pie nice. is cheesecake. Cheesecake.
0: <laughs> All right. Wow, so it even has cake in the name <laughs> Will
2: like, you grant me okay, key lime from. pie?
0: Will you grant me key lime pie? That kind of keeps its shape. Uh, Key
2: lime is 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 in the good range of the of the thing, and I think it should follow yeah. cheesecake and l- drop the name pie because about of about like, the shame <laughs> of being associated? So,
1: so essentially, anything that can maintain its structural integrity after being served on a plate is passes your test mostly. Pretty if it much. becomes an amorphous blob after just it's, one it's fork, more
2: about the trick, you know, like it's it's yeah. a trick. It's like this beautiful thing, and then the moment you use it, it's completely. Like the yeah,
0: it, it doesn't even really like it. It seems like it's doing a bait and switch on what utensil you should be using. Like that, that that is some like you an apple pie, blueberry pie. Like you need a spoon for that shit. You
2: need a Swiss Army knife because you don't know what. Gonna
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite cake, Rev?
2: Cheesecake. Well, so cheesecake. I'm not sure if it's a cake, but I think it's a pie. But cheesecake is the best thing in the world, and really, you know, it's it's the best because. The, the ingredients are so simple and yet you, you can have a cheesecake, a different cheesecake every day. Right. Um, it's, and it's, it's, it's as promised. It comes to you as promised. I like, I like, I have issues about, um, I guess promises, you know, I think I have to go deeper. This my, <laughs> right, my, right. with yep. my therapist, but yeah, yep. trust
0: <laughs> issues with pie. I have
2: trust issues yeah. with everything that I'm diverting to f- pie, I think.
0: Right. Are you a are you a cake fan like birthday cake type stuff like sheet cake? Do you I like the base down.
2: of the cake not so much the creamy overdone stuff on the top but wow. okay. I grew I up my, my babysitter in my whole childhood was a master cake baker. So I grew up with Damn. cakes the size of me that she would prepare for like bar mitzvahs and
0: weddings and wow um, so I've had my fill of of cake. So what about okay, so fond- you've earned you- your anti uh, pie. <laughs> say, like that's some superhero origin shit of like the guy who's like anti pie, <laughs> right? <laughs> I grew up with a master baker. Cake saved uh, a my older. life, man!
1: <laughs> I, I eat cakes the size of my my fucking life, guy. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking talk to me about this shit, homie. Was born in this. You really playing it? Um, again, I have to ask because it's an important question. You always ask around cake conversation is fondant. How do you feel about fondant on cake?
2: I don't know enough about this. I have to Google this.
1: It's just that like real hard shit they Nobody put on the outer layer of cake. Like if you need really nice, like formed cakes and things, it's like the thick icing.
0: Uh, it's like what it, it feels like icing that's been through a microwave like 300 times. And is just <laughs> like the, it's like the icing that oh, gets yeah, stuck but- to the bottom of a shoe or something.
2: I know, I know what this is. I just looked at the images, and it's it's that it's what makes those cakes look like so.
0: It's
1: like a lie. Clay. That's yeah. also a lie. Exactly. It's Fondy the biggest lie.
0: lie in the cake game. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I love key lime pie, though. Uh, I love I love a good graham cracker crust with some key lime pie. <laughs> but but uh, cakes but have It gone is basically so f- a cheese cheesecake.
2: Cakes have gone really far. Like when I was when I was a kid, and the baker, Elena. Who was who was raising me. Um she used to just go and buy toys from the toy store and put them on the cake rather than <laughs> create like He-Man, like she would literally put a He-Man figure on the cake. Oh, <laughs> and it was ball, it was yo. amazing as a kid. I had yeah. a
0: He-Man birthday cake that had just the plastic chest plate. Like it was just like, <laughs> like He-Man's like torso. As a piece of plastic on top of the cake, and then like the face was. I had a Jack. Thundercats. One day you'll
2: be a man. Today we're your only making a child. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> I had a Thundercats
1: cake, but the the Thundercat logo was so janky. Like I just remember <laughs> being all bummed <laughs> out as like a four-year-old. like, man, this ain't gonna uh, look like no fucking Thundercats yeah. shit. Like, you couldn't get a sticker? And, yeah, because I remember, too, like, to- cake toppers would be, like, those really terrible, like, injection-molded plastic things. You're like, yo, this is not
0: Batman. I'm right. sorry,
1: bro, but that is not Batman on oh, your cake. That's some other shit. And to hear that Elena was going out there, out her way, to put the fucking legit toy, like, it speaks to my, you know, just tortured child heart who wanted to see the
0: real
2: thing on the cake.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, What is something you think is underrated?
2: Underrated? That's a tough one i mean, It's 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 harder because it's it's this. You have to have a positive outlook on life. <laughs> like overrated, you could just you could just throw a coin in the air, what and whatever it? it lands on. You can be like, that's overrated. Really? Underrated is is this a coin
0: tough one. is underrated. <laughs>
2: I guess according to you know the climate is underrated.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna miss it when it's gone. We're gonna miss it when it's gone.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, you got Greta Thunberg out there being like, "Hi, Joe Biden, do you want to treat it like a crisis or something, or just like a talking point that you, that you use to just be like, uh, elect me, and I won't see the bad parts?" Clearly, based on the clock I'm running on. So, God bless you all and good night. I don't know. It's yeah, it does feel more and more like. Do you think this will be the the election cycle, I don't know. I feel like every election cycle, we're like, is it going cremister to be more cycle. of an issue? Cremister cycle, thank you. Um, is this cremister cycle going to be the one <laughs> where climate change really is like, maybe we'll talk about it more seriously? Maybe we, we're always edging with
2: we it. We start giving two votes to everyone who's 16 and above and half a vote to everyone who wouldn't have to experience the,
0: right. the climate yeah. disaster. I mean, they are holding on to power for dear life the yeah. the that generation and i you know they there's a lot unsaid in that but the fact that they have both major party nominees uh the head of the house the head of the senate are all over like 78 like they they are guarding the fact that they have different priorities than the rest of us and they also have uh more money to lose than the The rest of the world, so they're hanging on.
2: We've seen what they're doing in New York on a micro scale, where we had dominated the whole state houses and the governorship, and the governor. What the governor did, Cuomo, um, he organized like conservative Democrats to be the holdouts, and they started to caucus with Republicans. They were called the IDC, and this is exactly what's happening now on a national level. It allows Cuomo and and Biden now. Cover. to put the blame on these eight democrats when he and the senate and the house could easily um, make everything we voted for them possible you know and they can easily now just point to these eight democrats or going to be like yeah but there's
0: also that parliamentarian who you know <laughs> you can't you can't beat the parliamentarian that's <laughs> That's what you said. said it's like the queen doing. in chess uh, and it's amazing that we just found out about it uh, that it existed <laughs> New most room. of us. Yeah. New rule. Right. Uh, we can't disagree with this, dude. Uh, so, yeah. Our bad. Yeah. It's it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I
1: mean, you know, it's it's just going to take a. it just has we have to reach that tipping point where enough people real see the shit for what it is, because too many people still like Joe Biden, 100 percent. OK, like I don't have to look at anything he's doing because we got past the Trump part. And it's like it's that lack of attention that allows all this shit to go on and then you scratch your head wondering why you don't have a stimulus check and the fucking, your wages are still so depressed. You're like, but, but we got, we, I thought we had the Senate, the House. The, yeah, but like, you know, like you're saying, Raph, all they need is a little bit of cover to be like, oh, throw their hands up and be like, I'm so weak though, unless <laughs> Bernie running for the nomination and then you'll see me fuck it all up. But like, it's a very... Uh, It's just so duplicitous and to know that like running a campaign that seemed so like to exploit this idea of like we're connecting with the human suffering in this country and we want to bring this we want to bring this thing back to something humane and then it's you know it's just America going on as it does.
0: It's gonna be interesting I think one of the the big possible like bad PR for people who are trying to just make it seem like business as usual is when. Uh the Gulf Stream turns off that's that's gonna change a lot of shit and hmm. they're saying that that is uh pretty close to an unprecedented slowdown that would change the weather all over the East Coast of America and the u k and yeah. So, I
1: mean, that's what I'm glad I got I'm mean, one of those new Gulfstream G700 jets, man. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's smooth as fuck. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't think, Gol- I don't, I, I would check that. I'm pretty sure Gulfstream is doing pretty good with their private
0: jet manufacturing <laughs> business. Yeah. I mean, it's great for Gulfstream because they become the number one Gulfstream and uh, the street <laughs> is really bullish on that. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, Wall Street's bullish. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's take a quick break. Uh go watch the Kremister cycle and we'll be right back. <laughs> and we're back. And the January Sixers. Uh continue. Your starting guard. Your <laughs> <laughs> <the> January Sixers. <laughs> I do like who would be the starting five. I mean, obviously, the shot is Embiid. Yeah.
1: Um, Trump at the Trump running is playing point guard. Yeah. Q Shaman, I don't know. Is he like a small forward?
0: Yeah. Actually, maybe, maybe Trump is Embiid. Uh, this is Bigo is center. Bigo's I, at the five. Right. The Arkansas dude who had his feet right. on Nancy
1: Pelosi's desk. Yeah. Um, yeah either yeah. way, Posting I mean, that's... up. Because he's All-
0: <laughs> for real post or not?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. So this whole story it keeps evolving, or not evolving? They just there are more ridiculous <laughs> stories about the arrogance going and entitlement. In a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what I thought it ended. I thought it was over. What the heck's uh-huh. going on? Um, so we talked about Federico Klein last week, who hey. sounds like the off-brand underwear designer, uh, but is actually uh, was a Trump State Department appointee. And how he was arrested for, you know, assaulting officers with a riot shield and other violent crimes and, you know, felonies. But either way, now that he's in custody, uh, he had some concerns about the conditions at his, like, hearing. He told the judge, quote, I wonder if there is a place where I can stay in detention where I don't have cockroaches crawling over me while I attempt to sleep. I mean, really, I I really haven't slept all that much, Your Honor. It would be nice if I could just sleep in a place where... There were not cockroaches everywhere, Your Honor.
0: Your Honor, uh, cockroaches much? <laughs> That's what it sounds like he's like being like sarcastic. Like, um, Your Honor, um, I'm Your a Honor? power
1: user on Tripadvisor. <laughs> I could fuck this whole thing up with one review. Okay, right. so think about it before I before I leave a review in this courtroom and the detention facility here and wherever it was. I mean. Wow, okay, because uh, we've seen this this whole sense of like, but I'm white, don't treat me yeah. like the other people. There's two yeah. justice systems. That's why I stormed the Capitol because I knew that, and now you want to treat me like every other person that you brutalize with your fucked up legal system? Hell no. So, I mean, but, like, look, right. if Q. Shimon got organic food and the other lady got to go to Cancun, and the judge is like, yeah, you can go on your Cancun trip. I mean, <laughs> honestly, he might be in the St. Regis by tonight.
0: I mean, obviously, as a society, we should not be putting people in cages where uh, cockroaches crawl over them, uh, period. It's just wild that the only times we hear about it is when it happens to Jeffrey Epstein or or, uh, somebody who was trying to overthrow the government while employed by the government. Right.
1: Right um
0: basically republicans then, if it happens to republicans we hear about it.
1: <laughs> right the other one is there was another guy who was at the at the capital that day he was arrested at jfk because he attempted to flee to kenya on the oh, tw- word? so on the 24th he flew to kenya and then the kenyans deported him last week they're like wait what the fuck no uh bye <laughs> go and then the fbi just got his ass at at uh, jfk but again uh, these are the kinds of uh, op, like, you like know, solutions adored. that these people think will work. And the other man who was arrested, this guy, he was a business owner from Montana.
0: So mm. yeah, Isaac yeah. Steve Sturgeon. Hmm. uh Yeah. I've I've uh, read about this guy. What What would you learn?
2: I mean, it just reminded me of like. In Queens, we have a lot of like racial because it's so diverse. We have a lot right. of like racial tension everywhere. Yeah. And I'm used to seeing white races do white racist stuff, then run home to co-opt like black culture for their enjoyment. So like in this case, <laughs> Isaac Sturgeon or whoever he is, right? He did his like white racist stuff in Capitol Hill, then like co-opted Africa. <laughs> like
0: right, just right. like basically
2: <laughs> he was like, I'm going Checking directly mind, to the right. source. Here's my Costco card of white supremacy. I wanna I wanna get Kenya. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I need to go back to the cradle of life. You know what I mean? <laughs> so fucking get down. You know? You feel me, my newbie and kings and queens? Like, wait, what, sir? I'm sorry, huh? <laughs> but anyway, fuck Barack Obama. Wait, well, hold on. So then, then this is. Uh, uh, it's yeah. It's just so confusing. It must be exhausting. But again, uh, he they've found their way into the the wonderful embrace of the FBI.
0: Hmm. Uh. I do wonder if he was going over there to like on some birther shit to try and.
1: Or like, like Montana sounds like you're a big game hunter and maybe you could uh, pretend you're like, oh, I'm going like, to go kill African things to blow some steam off from <laughs> right, the insurrection. Right. But because like that feels like a, you know, a, like I know there's a lot of big game. Like, what was the other story like in the beginning of the Trump administration? Some like big game hunters from Montana and stuff going to wherever. But yeah, could be it. I don't know. But either mm-hmm. way. Didn't work.
0: All right. Let's talk about some positive news. Yeah. The DSA and progressives or the DSA helped progressives sweep Nevada's uh, party leadership votes. Yeah. Fucking
1: full blown. The The Nevada Democratic Party, they had leadership role elections. And I'm just this is a nice story because we talk about all the fucking time, the constant roadblocks the establishment throws down. To prevent any actual substantive change or progress legislatively, policy wise. And it's so fucking frustrating because it's like, these are f- legit solutions. They're not these fucking make believe things that make your donors be like, that sounds woke and doesn't affect my business. I love it. Versus ones where it's like, no, fundamentally, we have to rethink how any of this, anything like that, obviously obstructed. So this start, this, this story kind of starts in 2016 with. The Bernie supporters who began organizing for the primary run, well, you know, at the time, then you have Hillary Clinton, big D Democrat politics. That means Harry Reid is involved, who is like the God MC of like Nevada Democratic politics. Like so you had these two sides. And then after that, the organizers just did not stop because Bernie wasn't the nominee. In fact, they began to see the change they could bring about by organizing their communities and running candidates that actually wanted outcomes for working people. They're like, I don't know, this shit's working. And then you tell people you want to help them and they vibe with it and let's go. So over the years, they were just picking up little wins here and there, little election wins, little leadership wins. And The the establishment became complacent because they're like, we got this on lock. These they're just a bunch of hippies who don't the fuck they're doing cut to. And I know that's everyone's favorite phrase who listens to this show cut to this last weekend where every seat went to progressives. And then the Democrats who held those seats, they were running a, a whole campaign about like unity. Like we will we will work together. And like these progressives, they're divisive. You see how they're talking about us saying we could do more. That's so divisive. Asking us to do better? How could they? And so because of that, we're the only people that can solve the problem. Well, they lost. And then in response, they all fucking quit. They all resigned. Wow.
2: And took severances.
1: Yeah, yeah and took severances, exactly. Well, I think like Shit. moving some cash into like the senatorial committee fund too, to be like, well, you know, I don't want you to decide what to do with that money quite yet. Because that needs to go to a very vulnerable <laughs> senator who's running for re-election. So yeah, I mean, it's like, I, I, it's you. Love to see this shit, you know. People like the true organizing that's happening, and come like connecting door to door with your community as a way to collectively organize against these establishment powerhouses that are now literally taking it for granted and laughing it off as other people suffer from their lack of action. Like it's so great to see that shit happen. And then watch these fucking people take their fucking ball and run home from the playground. Um, because, you know, like the Democrats would never harm the party to stop progress, you know, ever. We've never seen that. Or maybe there right. was. I don't know. I just have a headline there, about from the New York Times it says Democratic leaders risk, well, willing to risk party damage to stop Bernie Sanders. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that is something they
0: do. Oh, right. 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 They're not right, fucking right. with progress. Is there something unique about Nevada? Because, I mean, I. I was very encouraged after the Nevada primary uh, over a year ago uh, when Bernie Sanders won and everyone was like, oh shit, I think that is right around when that headline came out. Yeah. Where they were like, fuck this, (laughs) we're going to find a way to take him out. Is there something unique about it or did they just like do a bunch of things that other states can learn from?
2: Both, I think. I think um, the Democrats ignored the Latino community there and- as, as granted. And Bernie really, I, I volunteered there with, uh, make the road Nevada. Um, and we did things with DSA there and others. Um, and really when you knock on those doors, people were surprised that you're knocking on their doors. Uh, the big D Democrats weren't knocking on their doors. Uh, we were, and, uh, we were talking about like the bread and butter issues, like real straightforward, real simple in English, in Spanish, like, and it was just like neighbors, like everywhere we went to uh we were going with people within all of the communities knocking on neighbors doors so it wasn't like paratrooping in and and being like vote here or there it was just like your neighbors talking about it and also like in terms of dsa i'm a queen's dsa member Mm -hmm. and in in there's so many dsa members in new york city who work as staff across the democratic party machine you know across the state and they work every day like adults do like doing their job and they in during their job yeah they nudge their colleagues away from like republican funders and some played out ideas um and you know minor things like you know no forever wars (laughs) taxing (laughs) the rich but they do it because they believe in their ideas so so seeing some corporate democrats flee their jobs out of an right. office now led by progressives in the middle of a pandemic when your community needs you the most uh, just says a lot. You shouldn't be afraid to come to work with right. your ideas unless you don't believe in your ideas. And right. there's a lot of a lot in the corporate wing of the Democratic Party who don't believe in their ideas, but they get very get paid very well to act like they do.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, they know objectively, like you're going to you're not going to be able to go to bat for a corporation when the when you're putting the issue on the table of who is how are we going to help these people? And if your take is somehow tied to, well, I mean, that's just that's just going to be anathema for like these corporate donors. Then it's like then we've you've lost because we're trying to solve we're not trying to solve how we get rich people to be okay with helping poor people. We're trying to solve how we help the needy. That's the first, that's the primary objective. These other things, you're putting secondary and tertiary considerations as the primary to completely obscure this discussion. And sure, yeah, there could be things about how you get it passed and things like that, but don't worry, don't fuck that up now when really we're trying to be like, how do we solve this? How do we cure this?
0: Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of cynicism disguised as realism in the big D Democratic Party and cynicism that is very convenient for them because that's the way that they know how to get the money uh there's an existing system that's built up to you know that they that they have taken the time to learn and figure out how to manipulate to to play the game but uh that that doesn't mean that that system that they learned isn't killing us you know Mm-hmm.
2: I regret every single time I say Big D Democrat because it's it sounds like such a cool thing. Like, what's up, Big D? Versus like, it should be just like crooked D or something. Like, right, right. I don't know what better term to use to just Big say Big D, D, D establishment. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Big D energy, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> no, uh, just the fucking, the washed old peoples. Right. They just, just, wa- just washed. Your takes are washed. You're so behind. Like right. the new shit is... uh, understanding coming to grips with the reality that there is such a violent inequality not just in this country across the world but fuck it we live here so let's figure out this motherfucker first um that has to get sorted out and if you can't even put your first step to be like i acknowledge that then it's it's washed baby that ain't that's not what we need right now we need people who go yeah it's fucked up so what are we gonna do to help people rather than like well you know Mm -hmm. like we we gotta consider like what what's going to happen to like the insulin manufacturers too though if if we start you know having standardized pricing or something like that that could really cause a lot of problems down the road for their shareholders and what? i golf
0: with them so right uh, that and i am weird. a golf ball uh, who's a <laughs> lobbyist and you're like what the f- where are we oh america hi right <laughs> all right speaking of wash let's talk about piers morgan uh <sighs> he stormed Off the set of his show, the sounds like it's like the equivalent of the Today Show or Good Morning America.
1: Good Morning Britain.
0: Good Morning Britain. There it is. And yeah, just in general, Miles, you were saying like watching the British media takes and like the the sides, the the fact that people are taking the side of the crown is wild. It's like a book. Yeah, it's wild to see. But this this guy came out chest out about how, uh, you know, just fully defending the crown to a degree that they don't seem even on board with uh, yeah. based on their statement.
1: He's just getting dunked on. Like first on Monday, it was Dr. Shola Mas Shogba Mimu, who is this activist who rightly just described what colonialism is. And how how could you be shocked by anything? And she's on the sh- like she's been on the show frequently, like going head to head with Pierce Morgan, because she's the activist who's a person of reason. And then he's a conservative, just racist scumbag. So everyone gets to watch these two people fight over an argument that shouldn't even be having uh, t- be taking place. But this is the first time this is when the first the dunks began and he was starting to get a little tender footed, tender headed uh, with all the treatment. Um, and I'll just play a clip when she was like, "You really think the family that was rooted in colonial—never mind
3: about the suicidal thoughts and the help and support she needs—and then you sit there hammering on the about how the royal institution is not racist. Are you out of your god mind? Oh, no, you know or what? I, a- find I find
1: a- what you're saying as about the queen actually you know, disgraceful. History, I find what you're family-
3: saying—you're entitled to your Let opinion, Sola. I find—sorry, no—I'm allowed to respond to institution institution what you've just said. Is rooted. Listen, you might learn something. Hey. The royal family, as an institution, is rooted in colonialism, white supremacy, and racism. The legacy is right there. So you are now surprised that a comment would have been made by several members of the royal family about how dark it's is it. members, are It's not several
2: members, actually. No.
1: Okay, so we get it. Don't talk about Stonewall Jackson like that. Don't right. talk about Robert E. Lee like that. How dare you! Like what? Like it's weird because they're having this weird reckoning with their fucked up institution of monarchy and like being like, oh, is this like their is this their George Floyd or Confederate monuments moment? Because they're being like, everyone else is like, yeah, isn't that a statue of somebody who was like, we we're dying for slavery, right? You know, and 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 people are like, yeah, but you know, like we're not gonna talk about it until like you have to be like, hold on, this is a statue commemorating somebody who was trying to uphold the violent institution of slavery. And then you're like, right. Yeah, we should get rid of that. And now we're like, they're having this conversation of like the monarchy. Okay. This, this, this institution stands for, I like actually kind of like all of this shit. If you really think about it, like, so it's kind of cringe, baby. Um, And he's just like off of it. Um, And then the second one uh, is from Alex Beresford, who is the meteorologist on the show. And uh, he's a man of color. And he also was like, yo, I'm, I'm not going to lie, Pierce. Like, you're fucking, you've been foul with it. Like, and, but then takes him to task on a very, uh, very specific
3: uh, element about Pierce Morgan's relationship to Meghan Markle. He walked behind his mother's coffin at a tender, tender age in front of the globe. That is going to shape a young boy for the rest of his life. So I think that we need to all take a step back and I understand that you don't like Meghan Markle. You've made it so clear a number of times on this programme. A number of times. And I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one and she cut you off. <gasps> She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. OK, OK. I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry, no. Uh, uh, oh, so, do you know what? That's my You can track him, baby, Not mine. No no, 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 no. See you later. I'm being si- <laughs> sorry. Can't <do> this. Absolutely <laughs> diabolical <laughs> behaviour. You, see, he, I'm sorry, but Pierce spouts off on a regular basis, and we all have to sit there and listen. Six thirty to seven o'clock yesterday was incredibly wow. hard to watch.
1: Yeah. The all I mean, every time Pierce Morgan discusses anything to do with race, it's all this gaslighty dismissive shit. Oh, that's he tried to tell this 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 fucking black man what racism was if like a year ago about mm-hmm. like, no, I don't think it's racism. And it, the, watching this man try to elegantly be like there are there are like trying to describe like a microaggression where it's like it's not it's something you can feel. It's it may not be the most overt in your face documented act, but you can feel that. And as a person of color, or any marginalized person, you know, this feeling and it's it's awful. And Pearson was like, oh, no, I don't really believe in that. That's that was raised. It's like, yeah, exactly. Get the fuck off the TV. man.
0: You you can tell again that he's in the right and has the courage of his convictions because he runs away instead of even answering like the Democrats. Question. Yeah, Nevada. exactly. Just like the Democrats.
2: Here's Morgan is to Meghan Markle what Ben Shapiro is to AOC. It's like this weird <laughs> right. stalkery. Like, right. why debate don't me. you talk to me? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> why don't you debate me?
1: Right, You're freaking me out. Full. Like, honestly, lose my number.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I see what's going on. So yeah, now he's so he's permanently off now, right?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he uh after after that happened. It was announced by ITV. I'll just quote from their uh, something that was posted on their their website. Following discussions with ITV, Piers Morgan has decided now is the time to leave Good Morning Britain. ITV has accepted this decision and has nothing further to add. And then their article goes on to say the announcement comes after broadcasting regulator Ofcom launched an investigation after it received more than... Forty-one thousand complaints regarding comment made by the presenter following Harry and Meghan's interview with Oprah Winfrey. So yeah. he's saying he resigned or he quit, but I mean the the it's, tone of that is certainly uh, the tone of someone who just had to fire someone for cause.
1: Well, yeah, and like Pierce Morgan, he stormed off because he reached that he reached that point where your your duplicity is actually become volatile and can explode because you can't you can't hold both things to be true you can't on one breath be like i mean george floyd was murdered in a racist event and talk about you know about racism but then you can't for a second look at a, a colonial history of britain and understand the the racist Just implications, overt racism or sub, whatever level you want to find it at. It's there, baby. But you can't do that. So then he was suddenly at this point where he's like, the queen good, racism bad, right? Because I I can't say racism good. But then also colonialism is queen, but colonial is also race. I'm out. I can't.
0: No, Mm -hmm. they're not going to catch me
1: fucking drooling from my head on this one.
0: All right. Let's take another quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And we, we talked on yesterday's episode about how uh, there, was, there was kind of a an uptick in ticket sales over the past couple weekends. Uh, studios are starting to make decisions that suggest they think people will be back at the movies in the coming months. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, back in January, moved its release up to the end of March. Quiet Place 2 is coming in May, uh, up from September. Uh, and, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like
1: I don't know why I'm not, am I not when I see that, I'm like, well, is it going to be safe? Right. Like, I mean, I get that it's open, but I I I don't know. Like, it really means nothing to me until I can be I know I'm safe, that others are safe, that it's not a high risk thing to, like, just be like, you know, as much as I want to see Godzilla vs. Kong, because that trailer looked tight as fuck. Mm-hmm. uh but i i, I want to also be safe
0: mm-hmm. I yeah don't know. i don't know i mean i i guess it would be easy enough to stay masked up during a movie because you're not talking to anybody so you're not gonna eat popcorn oh i can't it's eat true. i can't drink my and diet or my you could walk Coke. in
2: with a mask full of popcorn <laughs> right
0: <And laughs> you and know, then go. it just and slowly gets it. closer to your face as you eat through it yeah is there an industry yet for like
1: ridiculous movie safety PPE? Like to be like the fucking, like the air, the pneumatic popcorn feeder that will like blow popcorn <laughs> into your mouth through your like shield mask? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it just blows it up like one of those money grabbing uh things. Yeah, where, and like, your tongue, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like
1: a tube and your tongue, like whatever it can stick to in the tube, like you get that little yeah. popcorn. You, oh, you get that, to keep that.
2: that.
1: Yeah, um, it's fun. And then you look like a creep when you're trying to watch
0: a movie. <laughs> One of the movies that I'm waiting to see if it gets moved up is the next Bond movie. Has been complete for a while, starring uh, starring Daniel Craig and what people people thought this he wasn't even going to be in this one. People are assuming this is going to be his last Bond movie, uh, and so you know there are betting markets and have been for a couple years uh, on who's going to be the next Bond. And at various times, they people have thought it was going to be someone interesting, like Idris Elba. Uh, Tom Hardy was the favorite at various points. Uh, now they now they've got as the front runner on the betting markets some guy like Sam something who is the star of Outlander. Um, I did not recognize him from anything. Like uh, I. I am so... (laughs) You're struggling. (laughs) I can't admit, like, it just seems like the, like, if you're gonna, okay, Tom Hardy, Tom Hiddleston, like, one of those, like, name actors, I could understand, but if you're just gonna go with a just random, like, white guy in the face of, like, so many more interesting and presumably lucrative options like the dude from bridgerton has like shot up but he's five to one in the odds and this guy uh sam is five to two odds like he's I mean, twice... Outlander's
1: a popular show though
0: yeah you know what i mean like i, I don't
1: i don't watch it a lot but like i remember i did i i worked with like uh tobias menzies on something and like i didn't i didn't know till i had to like figure out what the fuck I was going to talk to him about. I was like, Oh, this,
0: this show fucking big. You should Um, just get with the times
2: and do Colin Kaepernick takes down the royal family.
0: Yes. (laughs) Um, I don't.
1: Yeah. I mean, Sam, he's like, again, it should be like, do something different as in someone who is not a white, cisgendered male, hetero male. Do could do, you can go anywhere. I'm telling you people, everyone will go see the different kind of James Bond. Oh, there's, yeah. not, there's no, and which is so funny, there's no data to suggest to these studio people that diversifying is going to backfire on you. It's In fact, all you have is money. All you have to say is, I can make more monies, you greedy fucking people. Just that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Also, like, what a
2: Pierce Morgan thing and other thing where they were like acting as if James Bond was this historical, actual figure right. <laughs> right. that right. they had to protect.
0: Yeah. It's, and it's Robert E. Lee. That seems oh, to man, be I'm the one. Uh, we've talked before about how that seems to be the one uh, lesson that Hollywood and like the film establishment refuses to learn is that diversity actually makes them more money. Yeah. Uh, they they still cling to these things like, well, yeah, you know, but uh, other countries are racist, so um,
1: it's it, it's really I think at the end of the day we have to stop acting like they're making the wrong decision, and rather they're making the conscious decision right. to uphold the status quo and. They'll use just really again, it's like every racist person, they use bad faith arguments to excuse their lack of yeah. forward movement.
0: And this would be this seems just like the most naked uh like there there's no excuse at this point. If you just choose some unrecognizable uh to people who don't watch Outlander uh dude like who has no like doesn't do anything interesting with the character, like that's you're you're choosing white supremacy over making money essentially <laughs> For sure uh, yeah
1: because wasn't like wasn't there at a point even cuba gooding jr was talked about like years ago yeah they keep teasing with this like diverse james bond but never like anyone fucking anyone
0: i mean it was considered diverse to have a blonde haired james bond when uh they chose daniel craig people were like what
1: no it's way like, wait, that's that's like more aryan the fuck are right. y'all talking about like, really
0: um <laughs> he
1: has to be scottish adjacent which i guess sam would fulfill we'd have a scottish bond again
0: <laughs> um I, i'm team a uh, handsome dude from bridgerton that he would be I, good
1: dude that dude can't even fuck i'm sorry but i don't think he can be james bond
0: just because he was pulling out and Yeah, just and there the pull a game
1: was weird. I'm just like, I don't know. I, I I like I like someone with a little more edge to him. You know, maybe know, Kano. Man. You know he seemed mean?
0: pretty tortured in Bridgerton. I, I yeah, you know,
1: it. and again, I, I'm, I'm, and I should give him, I'm doing the thing a child does where you only know an actor from one thing and you're like, that's right. who that person is in <laughs> real life, too. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure. Look, honestly, I'm not going to fucking get in the way of anybody. Just do something different, please. Right. That's right. all I ask
0: for. Yes. Um, all right, let's talk about. Uh, oh wait,
1: quick question: What have y'all been watching all of the new Bond films? Because I honestly fell off after like maybe the one where they were wearing like Dia de los Muertos masks and like one of the things. I was like, okay, I'm off this.
0: That was the last one. <laughs> 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 I and I didn't watch it. And I didn't even, I I didn't so even get to continuing. the end of it. Yeah, I just stopped <laughs> it on the plane. I was
1: like, nah, nah, whatever. Yeah. Well, that was the last one. Okay, I think so. Yeah, and, and I, didn't I think I missed see the that one. one but is the one before that with Javier Bardem?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, that damn, one was right. good,
0: I, I thought. The Skyfall?
1: That's Skyfall. Yeah. Yeah, cool.
0: And then I didn't see the last one. This one though is by uh Fukunaga or uh Carey. is that Fukunaga.
1: right? Carrie Joji Fukunaga. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's uh directing this one. So I'm i I would see this one for sure. See, and oh. then that's
1: how they get you cuz they're like, "Well, the director, you know." Yeah got the japanese vibes you know so maybe you'll come for the director stay for the white guy (laughs) (laughs) incremental yeah exactly right
0: all right let's talk about dog gate or i don't know i don't know what the fuck they're gonna call this uh in the right wing media but it is it was the top story on breitbart uh when it happened president biden's dog bit someone and had to be uh Moved to a different location, uh, because yeah, and I mean, this is you would think actually, like, my main takeaway from the story is not the uh, you know, uh, full of shitness of the right wing media because, like, that is a given at this point. My main takeaway from this story that uh, our writer JM submitted is that, like, there must be something about being a dog at the White House that just turns you into a complete asshole because the (laughs) the record of dogs biting so he's pointing out in this article like this happens almost every white house like obama uh took lots of shit because his dog uh, right before he left office his dog sunny bit one of malia's friends on the face uh, which that's no joke a dog bite on the face like i know people who had to have uh, reconstructive surgery for dog bites on the face like that's that's no joke. Uh yeah. George W Bush's dog Barney bit two people. A huh. uh a PR person for the Boston Celtics and a reporter. Um uh, the Jenna Bush later described the dog as a a real jerk. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which you know it's serious. Uh Yeah, that like bringing like the conservative
1: white woman language saying a dog's a real jerk is like that person mauled that dog mauled <laughs> like nine babies. It's a it's a monster.
0: And then you go back to FDR. uh, He had a German shepherd like Biden named Major like Biden. So that was clearly not accidental. Uh, He bit four people, including the British prime minister, (laughs) actually ripped the seat off his pants. No, (laughs) like a fucking cartoon. Yeah, (laughs) like a cartoon. Uh, Reporters at the time made a big deal of the fact that they were just like, ah, it's uh, Germany attacking great britain because it was a german <laughs> shepherd and the you know that that was the big the big thing back then <laughs> big uh tension back then. and you know then the <clears throat> and then teddy roosevelt's dog pete uh routinely bit people who displeased him including naval officers cabinet members police officers diplomats Uh at one point he chased the french ambassador down the halls of the white house caught him And tore again, tore the backside of his pants off. Uh, Okay,
1: hold on. Is that really now? Now this sounds like a weird bit, and we're (laughs) we're we're getting like hyperbolic. Historians are just like,
0: like... (laughs) (laughs) right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Historians are just fucking with us. Uh, I don't know. Every two. Two times a dog's
1: ripping the butt off a dignitary's pants, like some kind of, like, it's truly like a comic strip where the most embarrassing thing is like, the dog bit his butt and the, and his underwear was exposed. <laughs> you
0: know, but I do um, wonder, a, a you sad
2: know? untold story here, that it's, <laughs> it's the one dog, uh, major who's young, who did the biting but it's two dogs that, are be, that got deported from the White House. It's Damn. because of Major. So there's an older dog, Champ, who's like an old man. And he's paying the collective, you know, punishment uh. for, for, for Major's uh, uh, accusations.
0: Right. That's some this bullshit. Is, yeah. Accusations,
2: because you know. that's what they are.
0: Right, right
1: exactly. I don't it's see their Unconfirmed. they yeah. allegations. And honestly, shame on whoever snitched on that dog. There should be, there should be problems for that person.
0: But like, you know, there, there is that relationship between a owner and dog and, you know, like the, the presidency, we've also seen that it like ages people, like the ring from Lord of the Rings. Like, it's just, it's not good for the soul. So Mm -hmm. I just wonder, like, is a dog of a president just like inherently just goes, goes dark on, on the people
1: right yeah i don't know do you think it's because like the environment is just overly stimulating like it's that just like it too. or i don't know i mean i don't know how the residential quarters work of the white house and where dogs live or don't live but i felt like if i'm picturing the show the west wing and a confused ass dog being like right.
0: what the fuck are all these people doing like ah, just like a lot of walking people. and talking yeah. the dog just trailing behind <laughs> And also, like, everybody's going to be differential to the dog. And so that's probably not the, the best thing in the world. Yeah, for
1: like, you know, the dog's shitting on people's stuff and they can't say anything because it's Biden's right. dog. And they're like, <laughs> oh, shit all over my I'm gonna- I swear to God, I'm going to punch the dog if this does, if it right. happens again. They're like, it the
2: shit chokes- was in the shape of the presidential seal. Like, I, to- <laughs> right. I can't do anything about it. <laughs> But yeah, it's just uh, it's yeah. The that yeah. The dog probably house.
0: assumes that the dog is president, like because it doesn't know any better, and everyone's oh, just right. being like, "Yo," like just treating it like it it runs shit. Uh, right. Yeah,
1: and it's like, "Where's the nuclear football toy that you can play catch with <laughs> me in the in the rose garden with?"
0: Right, and we don't have like because uh, the media didn't you know fully report honestly on on presidents before Nixon, basically. We we don't know how many presidents actually, how many of those presidents were actually biting people. So, mm. that's always a possibility, too. Well, I think we got all our Kremister Cycle references in. Yeah. I think we're uh, we're good, <laughs> we Raph. It's been a this. pleasure uh, having you on uh, TDZ. Where can people uh, find you and follow you, man?
2: I'm at Rafael Shimanov on Twitter. Um, and, you know, I work with so right now, I'm, I'm just doing my thing there.
0: Yeah. Tell, tell the people what you do.
2: I'm an activist. I organize right now uh, local elections and also um, holding Amazon accountable on a range of, of different things that we want them to be accountable for, from climate to worker justice um, to small businesses and monopoly. You
1: know, right. How many didn't what was like the number of warehouses that were opened up during the pandemic in New York? It was something just like explosive right? It was like six warehouses or something like that
2: yeah it, it they yeah Bezos over twenty years made a certain amount of money that he doubled during the pandemic personal right. wealth um so there was this you know uh the profiteering but also at the expense of the workers so. Right now in Bessemer, Alabama, the workers are pretty uh, amazingly organizing for a union. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has Amazon a little scared and Bezos a little scared where um, they actually convinced the city to, to help them against it because uh, the, the organizers were waiting for people at red lights to give them pamphlets. And uh, they convinced the city to shorten the duration of the red lights so that the organizers couldn't um, share their information.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, to be fair to them, I mean, I for, from Jeff Bezos' perspective, these people are trying to ha- make it so he has less money. You know. Yeah. So that's freaky to me personally. I mean, like, what the fuck? Like, it's so st- it's like, completely rational. It on paper, you're like, you're you're wasting the fucking time to be like, maybe this might cause car accidents. Who fucking knows? Because we're changing the street light times. Mm. But I don't want people knowing about their attempt to unionize.
0: Is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, I have a classic
2: favorite, a recent classic favorite by um uh this Twitter account called Accidentally Left Wing. Oh, and I love that. It just <laughs> retweet's things that are Accidentally <laughs> Left Wing and this one was not so much Accidentally Left Wing, but it was genius. It was a it was a screenshot from a newspaper, uh the UK Independent and the headline was Billions of insects are having gay sex accidentally, says scientists. Research <laughs> ex- su- suggesting insects who engage in homosexual acts have mistaken their partner's gender. And to me, I'm just like, I'm, it makes me like wonder... <laughs> Who's in denial in that question? Like the researchers? (laughs) Okay, I I see the data and and it must be a mistake because otherwise I would have to reevaluate my whole life or like the bugs, right? Like, hey, we was just wrestling, doc. Don't mind us. (laughs) My very firm Interviewing a
0: bunch of closeted like bugs from the 50s. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) That's amazing. I'm going to
2: get down to the, you know, I'll send you guys the update. I'm going to (laughs) get...
1: I'm gonna
0: to research this. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Miles. Where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying?
1: Find me on Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, the other podcast for Twenty Day Fiance. Uh, we're there. We're on Twitch, uh, doing stuff over there too. So check that out. Um, a tweet that I like is from our very lovely Lil Zamboni at Jamie Loftus' help. Jamie Lofty herself tweeting. Asking my ex why he referred to the girl who kept coming to the top of his Instagram feed desperate, then admitted he was cheating on me with her at Disneyland, in oh, Oprah sh- interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien, uh, and a tweet. I enjoyed Neil Clark one tweeted. Uh, me having an exclusive interview with the letter G in lasagna. Were you silent or were you silenced? Uh, the, the quote from Oprah. The... And then PJ Evans tweeted Can I talk to you for a second? Closes door behind me. The plot of E.T. seems to have happened to me. <laughs> <That's weird enough. laughs> Uh, You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we strongly recommend you check out in the next 24 hours. Uh, Miles, what song are you recommending to our listeners to Just This get?
1: a little more, you know, deep reggae roots, Naya Bingy vibes. Uh, mm-hmm. This is Count Aussie and the Mystic Revelation of Rastafari, and it's called Sam's Intro. And it's just, it's just vibes, baby. If you, like, if you like a little just deep bass, uh, a little syncopated drums and some delay,
0: <laughs> Don't you're going to like it. this one. Hold on to your butts. Oh, yeah. uh, well, maybe this can butts. be the new Bond theme uh, when they bring that new Sam oh, yeah. something guy. Sam's Huygen. Huygen. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, it up. Uh, yeah. Go check out that recommendation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, lost at the part that I do literally every day of my life. <laughs> uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows, that is going to do it for this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to you all day. Bye. Bye.